0: should recognize me well hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the players named later podcast i'm ed that's dan say hi dan what's up ed what's up everybody and it has been a long long time but we're here we are now here at the beginning of the 2023 four NHL season, we're going to see Connor Bedard finally debut in a regular season game for the Chicago Blackhawks against Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins on the 10th. We're going to see a hell of a lot more as we will kick off the best time to be a sports fan. Can we agree on that?
1: Oh, sports equinox is coming. We're about to get days where we have four games in one day. We have, we'll have MLB, NHL, NBA. NCAA, QPA, BGA, WTA, APT. We're going to have it all.
0: I mean, did you just mention tennis and golf? I did. And not NASCAR?
2: Because there will be a Sunday
0: coming up very soon where we will get Major League Baseball. We're going to get at the NFL. We're going to get an NHL game. We're going to get basketball preseason. We're going to get a NASCAR race. We're going to get the finals of a PGA Tour event. All at the same time, and I'm, yeah, I'm right. more it's than sure <laughs> that we're going to get a UFC fight floating in there because they don't start until what midnight it's on the, the East Coast.
1: It's, a, it's one of the best times. This is it one is of the, the best time. Well, we're we're coming out of the worst times to be a sports fan because this last week has been pretty grueling for all of us. Um, no, you know, no significant baseball games this past weekend to really carry us over. We had NFL. Today was the beginning of playoff baseball. Proceeding up to that, it's been kind of one of those times where it's like, I'm not really sure, you know, what we got going on, but we are coming into one of the best times to be a sports fan.
0: Yeah, just like your dog believes, there's a lot of meat left on that bone, and we're going to try to break down some of it tonight. We're going to talk about the NHL 23-24 season. Now, Coming out of last year, it was an interesting year for those of you that don't remember. Dan, the 22 23 season was odd. Was it not?
1: Why was it? Enlighten it was, me.
0: I mean, it just, there were a lot of things that,
1: it just, it, it didn't feel, it felt weird, you know? It, it, it really feels- did. Team all because your team finished in the lottery. Is that why it felt weird? That's why it felt weird. I mean, I mean, for me, it was a great season.
0: <sighs> we had Florida come from out of nowhere to make literally, it to the finals. It was,
1: it was like an RKO. Rest in peace, Randy Orton's career.
0: Yeah, and then uh, go, get all the way to Vegas, who literally came out of the middle of the desert out of nowhere five years ago to win their Stanley Cup with a bunch of – with a weird way to build a franchise, yeah, although the last team to build the franchise that way were the Blues, and they went to the Cup Finals three times, although they never won a game. Um, it was just – it was a season that just felt odd. it, 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 it I don't know. It, it was just weird. We had Boston winning the President's Trophy by a lot and then get spanked in the first round by the aforementioned um, – by the – aforementioned Florida Panthers it's something just didn't sit right with me about that about last season and I I don't know what it is like maybe it was seeing the Bruins go down having the best offensive team in the Eastern Conference and the best defensive team in the Eastern Conference and then get gobsmacked by by Florida I don't
1: know just maybe it was seeing Toronto make it out of the first round I mean maybe it was the fact that you couldn't deal with the fact that two expansion teams made the playoffs and made it further than your St. Louis Blues could have ever dreamed of doing last season. It could
0: have been it could have been the arms race in the Eastern Conference that got nobody anywhere. It, it the weird free agency plays that were made, the lack of a, a massive trades made, I guess in the offseason with the exception of you know, one huge one. We'll talk about your conversation
1: for you. What off season has been better? The NBA or the NHL coming from a non NBA fan like yourself.
0: The greatest thing about the NBA off season is the first day of training camp, Because we had no James. Harden. We had no James Harden. And apparently Jimmy Butler has really found his inner fallout boy.
1: So that's and not that so, made, so that that media so the NBA that's media day. Day. Yeah,
0: that's media day, day. is the greatest thing about the NBA um, off season, bar none. Um, I don't know. It's just it. The NBA off season. It's like, oh, hey, somebody big got traded. What's new?
1: Um, big so trade. The, the the, and we are so thing,
0: desensitized against M- trades in the NBA that they just don't matter anymore. So the, but we're not talking Jimmy
1: about Butler the NBA. Thing. The, the Jimmy Butler. I have to bring this up because you brought it up. The the Jimmy Butler thing. Um, it's. His media day, it's media day, and the pictures that are taken that day are what the likes of ESPN, TV, TBS, and are they're supposed to use for him for the whole season. Um Last year, ESPN refused to use a picture of him with his dreads, and they used his NBA 2K picture rather than the picture that he took. So the, to me, this is just another Jimmy Butler troll, and this is one of the greatest Jimmy Butler trolls that there have been. Uh, the Tonight will be the night that I will fall for you. The lip ring. Again. Oh my God, we got to do an NBA show now. Just simply because like, of that. Like the straightened
0: hair was one thing and that was great. And it's whatever. But the lip I, ring the is fake, what brought the the it all The fake eyebrow
1: and the fake lip <laughs> ring make it just, so it was, much amazing.
0: better. Anyway, and we're the near fact to talk that about there's a video of him
1: saying to, hold on. The fact that there's a video of him saying to Bam, bro, you gotta stop. I gotta stay in character. And Bam just trying to hold in his laughter.
0: Oh, uh, it's, just, so, it's yeah. so good! I Jimmy love this is Jimmy
1: Butler. One of my favorite NBA players now.
0: If I were to ever get a basketball jersey, it would be a Jimmy Butler jersey.
1: But anyway, uh, let's let's actually
0: talk about the NHL. And let's talk about what's going to happen this season. Now we can we can do what everybody else does, and we can break this season down team by team, player by player, and talk your ear off about useless, nonsensical stats that. You're going to forget about the second this show hits completion, and we're only going to bring up at the end of the year to realize just how wrong we are. And we're going to do a little bit of that, but we're not going to do it to the extent of, you know, TSN or CSA or or the NHL network or the NHL radio guys are going to do it. We're just going to give it to you from a fan's perspective, given the fact that neither of us really care about hockey, Dan, because he doesn't follow it too much, and me because the Blues are going to
1: suck again. So Hold Dan, on, Ed. I, I have to say that over my, the last two years, I became a bigger hockey fan than you ever could have imagined when you met me.
0: This is not. This is I not own more
1: hockey college jerseys college. than I do NBA. NFL well, or MLB.
0: Now, that's because of the sizing there, because you can or you can be a fat guy wearing a hockey jersey. And people just assume, oh, he must have played goalie. You be a fat guy in a basketball jersey. People just think, oh, wow. Be a fat guy in a baseball jersey. Oh, it's a wonder he got the buttons mashed.
1: Or you be a fat just, guy in a football jersey. They're to, not cut right. I just wanted to be known that I averaged a double double in high school. Thank you. Double cheeseburger and a double shake, huh? I did set myself up for that, but no,
2: I averaged ten and ten. Thank you. Ten and ten. I you know it's too easy. I'm not.
0: It's too easy. Not not anyway. Um just since you brought up the jerseys, can we bring up one thing? The fact that NFL jerseys are not cut right for fat guys.
1: Like what are they thinking? No your fan just, base. mild Garrett jersey is bad luck and it's cut for a woman to wear. It's linear. cut
0: for a very busty woman to wear, by the way. Like that you gotta have some major testicles to pull that jersey off. And I don't understand.
1: And Ed almost goes. fills it. Ed almost fills it.
0: I have very small man titties, actually, compared to my gut. It's body dysmorphia is quite a thing, and I appreciate it if you don't make fun of my body, you fat bastard. Anyway, let's talk about hockey for once as I keep trying to bring this show back on track. Let's talk about how we figure out these divisions are going to run. Dan, four divisions in hockey. Give me your leader, Atlantic Division. Who are they and why?
1: Uh, I have Tampa, Toronto, and Boston. I think Tampa gets back on track here. They are coming out of the post, they are coming out of the off fairly healthy. Um, Vasilevsky, oh, really? Vas- is hurt, but for what they normally have coming out of it, um, they are fairly healthy. I think Toronto. I think Toronto is actually going to lead this division most of the season, and they're going to squander it away in Toronto. Fasken to lose it to Tampa. Uh, that's how I have the Atlantic. And how do you have it?
0: Well, the Leafs are going to run away with with this division and they're going to put up some Bostonian type numbers because they're going to capitalize on Tampa Bay being without Vasilevsky for at least 20-ish games and maybe more depending on how if they decide to put him on the LTIR for the entire season like they did with Kucherov and bring him back for the playoffs, which for a goaltender, it's completely different than to do for a winger to save some cap money to maybe go out and get somebody. But the Leafs are probably one of the best offensively assembled teams that we're going to see. Um, and then you're going to have Buffalo, and then you're going to have Tampa. I'm telling you what, don't sleep on these Buffalo Sabres. I could see the Sabres making a deep playoff push. They have uh, they have Darlene, who who's going to be in the Trophy uh, contention. They have all of those young guys. And Tate Thompson's going to score 50 goals this year. You can book it.
1: So is, is that your, your Blues fandom kicking in? And you're going to be like, why did we trade this guy for Ryan O'Reilly? We No, no, Fincher no, him no, him? no, no, no. I, I don't want to keep talking
0: about this trade because I feel like every time we talk about any trade being made and, and its ability to be defended, that trade gets brought up. No, the Blues made the right call and traded that guy. He's going to be a superstar. He just wasn't so gonna be have, a
1: superstar What my question with the with the with Buffalo comes in in, in goal. You have Cormray and you have Levi. Uh, so you don't have solid as solid goaltending as you do with some others back there. I do believe in guys like um I do believe in guys like Owen Power, uh Rasmus Dallin, Connor Clifton, and Tage Townsend. Yes, and you have Alex Touch and Talk. Jeff Skinner. Talk and Jes Skinner, um, but I, I believe you're looking, your third and fourth lines are going to be very questionable um, when it comes to that. I, I do have them making the playoffs. They are one of my wildcard teams, um, but I don't believe they're going to be able to take over the likes of a Boston or a Tampa and, and a Toronto um, in the sense of that. That's, well, that's how I see it. About it. Bo- let when me, me tell talk you about something this. about
0: Boston, okay? Boston, way overachieved last
1: year. They
0: lost their captain and their heart and soul in Bergeron. They're gonna they they're gonna take a
2: step back, and I don't think it's gonna be a small step back either. I don't know if Boston makes playoffs this year. I mean, that's
1: a hot take as as hot as you can get. I mean, yes, they did, but they did add guys uh, along the lines of Morgan Gecky, who I believe is a solid Geeky, player. Gecky. but okay. Geeky, I mean, you listen, listen. You don't need to correct me with every line. They brought back okay. They brought show. back Milan Lucic.
0: They brought him. Shattenkirk and Boquist and Frederick and Swayman, and that's fine. But they also lost Hall, Foligno, Bergeron retired, Bertuzzi's gone, Carrick's gone, krejci has gone, Nosik's gone, Orloff's gone, strawman has gone.
2: Uh, look, and I get this what you're is a, saying. This is a
0: team that lost in seven games in the first round to a team that was a lot younger, a lot more physical, and a lot faster. None of the players that they brought in, with the exception of Lucic, made them any one of those three. Lucic made them ma- more physical. But how long is Milan Lucic going to be able to find himself on the ice?
1: They probably still have the best goaltending tandem in the league, though.
0: Great. I just, honestly, it would be the biggest piece of poetic justice to see Brad Marchand get his rat face pushed in and them to miss the playoffs. I would love to see it. Listen,
1: I'm not a Marchand guy, so I don't disagree with you on that. I'm just saying I think to say that they don't make the playoffs is a very bold and hot take. They'll they'll be there. They'll be there
0: at the end because that eighth seed in the Eastern Conference is going to – well, that seventh and eighth seed in the Eastern Conference is going to come down to five teams in the Atlantic. It's going to be Florida, Ottawa, Boston, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders. They're all going to be right there toward the end. They're all going to finish within five points of each other, and they're all going to be – it's going to be decided in the final two games of the season. They will all be right there.
1: This Ottawa team, I don't have making the playoffs. I, I am very intrigued by them because they did bring in Corpicello uh, as far as a goaltender. And uh, there's, I mean, Claude Giroux still there, Tim Stutzel, Brady Tkachuk, Tarasenko went right. to Ottawa. Um, I mean, this is, this is a team that, that definitely made some offseason moves, so I could be very wrong on them. I don't have them making the playoffs, but they definitely can take that step forward. Um, I mean, I have Florida missing, and it's more so just based off of what they went through towards the end of last season. You learned about all the injuries they had after the Stanley Cup and everything like that. So I think they may be in a hole to start the season that they just can't dig themselves out of, because I do believe that this Eastern Conference is going to be a very tough conference to do uh, with the way that I had it compared to how I had the Western Conference played out. Yeah, the Western Um, Conference is a lot easier to pick. And I'm going to do the same thing I did last year that I did this year. Um, I'm going to have Columbus. They're not going to be a terrible team this year.
0: Well, you also have Columbus right now sitting in the Western Conference. So you want to move no, that I over? You're a, you have them under mine in the Western Conference. So you may want to move that over. Anyway. Um, there's, move, there's no way. On. Hold on.
1: Hold on. I, I, I need to talk about Columbus here for a second. Sure. There is no way that Elvis is as bad as he was last year. Mm-hmm. And there's no way a power play line with Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick was Zach Wier- Werniski. I can't say Polish name, so that's fine. Karensky. Um, And I, I believe Boone Jenner is probably going to end up on that first power play unit more than not. There's no way a power play power play unit line like that is is as bad as they were last year Mm -hmm. if they can stay healthy right they have to be in the hunt like their their team total they they have to go over their total points do they not am i just what am i just
0: hold on what's vegas got them at
1: i'm i'm looking it up now just talk to me a little bit more about this eastern conference While i pull this up and if you have any questions about any other team totals i'll have
2: those for you too
1: (laughs) okay I'm not
0: going to talk to you anymore about the Eastern Conference because it's really a tale of two divisions. You got the Atlantic or yeah, you got basically got the Atlantic division. Um and I completely screwed that up. The Atlantic division is going to be better than the than the Metro because in the Atlantic you have Toronto, you have Tampa, you have Buffalo, you have Florida, you have Ottawa, and you have Boston, right? And in the Metro you have Carolina, you have the Rangers, and you have the Devils. And then outside of that, you got Pittsburgh and the Islanders. And the Islanders are really mm, maybe going to make it there. Pittsburgh absolutely should, but I think are going to fall short because old age breeds injuries and they are old. Okay, So you got all that. But the Atlantic Division is going to be leaps and bounds better than the Metro. Carolina should probably run away with the it'll be Carolina and Toronto and everybody else who will run away with the best records in in the Eastern Conference. You're going to have the Devils, the Rangers, the Bru- well, Devils, the Rangers, maybe the Bruins, maybe the Panthers, maybe the Lightning, all right there as far as who those middle teams are going to be. And I, like I said, I don't think Boston, I think everybody's too high on Boston. Then you're going to have the young teams, your Buffalo, your Ottawa, your Detroit, And they're they're going to be right there making things really interesting. You're going to have your old teams, your Pittsburgh, your Islanders and your Washington. That'll give you something to watch, but they won't be very good. And then you're going to have your Flyers, your Blue Jackets, your Canadians. They are going to be the teams that are going to be in a race for the next number one overall pick. Whether it's going to be Montreal, Columbus or Philadelphia, that's neither here nor there. I personally believe Montreal is going to have a terrible year. Don't count out Philadelphia either. Is that enough to solve for you?
1: Columbus is at 72 and a half. They're under. All right, let's talk I, about the Western Conference. I'm, I'm very tempted to take the over.
0: Let's talk about the Western Conference. And you are batshit crazy.
1: I know.
2: You have the Nashville Predators being the first overall seed in the West. You're I'm gonna, gonna have you to what? defend
0: you're, you're gonna have to defend that right now.
1: They have very well a Norris Trophy finalist in Roman Yassi. They have Felipe Forsberg.
0: Philip Forsberg.
1: Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. Gustav Nyquist. Gustav. Cody Glass. Okay. Felipe Tomasino. Luke Shen (laughs) Tyson-Berry.
0: I don't even know what name that is. You got it so wrong.
1: This team is going to be a star-studded team. They underachieved, in my opinion, last year, and I believe this is the year that Soros finally gets the Vesna. He has a listen. I picked him last year to win the Vesna. I'm going right back to him this year. Uh, you have him as a finalist, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I do. Um, so if he's that, and these guys play to the role did, I I think this top line um, of Nashville is going to be something to be to be completely, you don't want to mess with the same thing with that first power play unit. Um, and, and I personally want to see O'Reilly get moved to this pers- first power play unit. If he gets moved to that first power play line, that's going to be something that's going to be nasty. Um, you were upset that O'Reilly didn't come back to St. Louis. Um, so I, I'm playing a little bit into that. Look, I could be wrong. The central is by far the stronger division over the Pacific uh, but I think we both would agree that this Western Conference is the tougher conference when it comes to the compared to you think the Eastern Conference is harder. I, wow.
0: Wow. We are okay. completely different on this. OK, so you're wrong. And let me tell you why. Three, five years ago, I would be excited about what Nashville has in their lineup. Your analysis of Ryan O'Reilly is factually incorrect. He is at best at this point in his career a mid-second to third line center who can win you some faceoffs and kill penalties. He is not a power play guy. A lot of what Nashville has are complementary players but they still don't have that superstar. They're going to depend heavily on UC Soros to win them hockey games because I'm not sold that they That's are a be hot able take. I am not sold that they are going to be able to keep pace with the likes of Dallas with the likes of Colorado or Edmonton or Vegas or even Seattle to be anywhere close to the top of the Western Conference. In fact, we both have Nashville in the top three in the Central. I'm not sold on Nashville being that third team in the Central because they are the best of mediocrity. You look at that Central Division, you have Colorado, you have Dallas, then you have everybody else. Minnesota, Winnipeg, Nashville, and I'll even throw St. Louis in there. And hell, even Arizona, if they can get, you know, if they can play well above what they should, will be right there in the mix. Just to break down what you think is going to win the division right now on DraftKings, Nashville is at plus 1,800 to win the Central, the fifth best odds of that division. Colorado is plus 150, Dallas is plus 160, Minnesota is plus 650, and Winnipeg is plus 900.
1: Sounds like I got to throw a shekel on my uh, Nashville Predators.
0: It sounds like you should have stopped drinking at about 9 p.m. tonight. I'm still working then. I'll definitely not stop drinking then. Uh, by um, the way, Dallas is winning this division. Listen, they have, listen, listen. They have listen, the it's, North it's Trophy winner possible. in Heiskanen. They have... Robertson, who is going – as soon as the NHL decides that he is going – he should be the face of their franchise, he is going to sell a crap load of tickets and a crap load of that neon green on black jersey that Dallas has. It's one of the top five jerseys in hockey. Dallas is going to be a super team for the next five or six years. Colorado's window is closing. Colorado's
1: window is definitely closing, except with Landis Cog out the rest of the season uh out for a majority of the season most likely the whole season with the surgery he just had and that's why dallas is going over colorado listen i love hiskinen i know i probably said that wrong correct me um and i also think j-rob is great i mean the 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 issue that i have i mean i'm actually looking at this i'm actually remembering the moves that they made now looking at their lines and um yeah i'm 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 switching this no, too late. Yeah. You already said it. It's, uh, it's, it's not. It's not too late. I'm actually switching it completely. Dallas wins this division. Oh, uh, uh, by the way, finish second. You
0: have Nashville at as you had Nashville at the number one overall seed plus ten thousand behind tied the same amount of with the same odds as St. Louis Blues. To finish first overall in the West, behind Vancouver, Winnipeg, Seattle, Calgary, Minnesota, LA, Vegas, Dallas, Colorado, and Edmonton. In fact, Nashville's plus 10,000 is only better than Arizona, Chicago, San Jose, and the Ducks. Listen, this what kind when of I'm, hot
1: take you just put on. Listen, I'll admit when I'm wrong, and I'm wrong. I'm looking at the moves that they made. They brought in Dad Nadal. I forgot how good this first line was. In to Dallas, Donald. To I forgot how bad. I forgot how good. I mean, you have Jamie Benn on the second line now. I mean, you you also have one of the best goaltenders in Audi, I don't in Otto. I don't know how either of us don't have Otto, even in the fucking conversation for Vesna. Um, I, I'm changing that actually. Otto is my Vesna Trophy winner. He's referring to Jake Ottinger, by the way, guys. Just
0: anybody who's. The Otter. Keep in face. Anyway, let's talk about that Pacific division. Uh, we got the same three teams just in a very different order. I have Edmonton winning this division, followed by Vegas and Seattle. You have Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle.
1: It's not that feel- different.
0: I didn't say it was. I just said it was a you said different. It, you
1: said we have it in a very different order.
0: Because Edmonton is going to be so much better than the other two, and I have a feeling you're going to say it's going to be a lot closer. No. It's definitely going to be a lot closer than it's Edmonton. It's not going to be any closer. No, Edmonton's going to run away with this, and it's going to be pretty handily. But why you wanna, do, hold make, on, do you have?
1: Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why Edmonton's not going to run away with this? And like their goaltending. are goaltending for one. Mm-hmm. And for two, it's a Canadian team. Canadian teams don't run away with anything. Besides disappointment and heartbreak for Canadian hockey fans. If you're not going to take this seriously,
0: I can just stop recording now and we can end this show.
1: I'm 100% in taking this serious. I don't think you are. I mean, listen, I think think Vegas is – everybody is expecting Vegas to have a little bit of a fall off here. I personally don't. Michael's going to be 100% healthy. You still have Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, William Carson. You still have Nicholas Roy. You still have – Okay probably you still have two of the best goaltenders out there in Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. Let's not forget that. Uh, Martinez, Pietrangelo, McNabb, Theodore, White Cloud, Haig. You're talking about probably the best six defensive pairings when it comes to when it, the best six defensemen as far as a a singular unit. I think this Vegas team is as good as they were last year in the playoffs, and I think this is something that they continue to move forward with. And I also just think that Edmonton does disappoint because it's what they do. Because listen, if we're looking at pure names and pure stats, this Edmonton team should run away with the Stanley Cup probably last year. Agree or disagree? No, I agree with you. Right, but they just continue to disappoint. And I mean, it they to me it to me it's a I could eat crow on this, but they have to prove it before they actually get it. I do believe that this this division in Pacific kind of contradicts what I said earlier, but looking at it and looking at how I have my standings, I do think this Pacific division is better than the Central. I think Colorado falls off a ton. I really do. Um, but Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle is how I see it. Um, I'm surprised you have Seattle as a top three seed simply because you told me three days ago that Seattle doesn't even make the playoffs. I've changed my mind. I've done a little research.
0: I've listened to some people. Um, I like Seattle a lot more than what I have in the past. And I was looking at the the Pacific and the Pacific, there's a lot to be desired there. Um, it seems like there's a lot of good, but not a lot of great. You know what I mean? Um,
1: Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's for sure a top-heavy division when it comes to that.
0: You know, I mean, you look it's at it. Edmonton's good. Vegas is good. Seattle. But I think a lot of people are really high on L.A., and I don't understand why. A lot of people are really high on Calgary, and I don't understand why, given the fact they really didn't do anything this offseason. You know, and then you got Vancouver.
1: It's, it's names. So, uh, listen, um, I'm with you. I'm actually with you on Calgary, and I'm going to cut you off because it's names. You have Kadri. You have... Shirts, uh, Sch- Sch- Jegor. How do you say his last name? Come on, come on, come on. You got I'm go.
0: not even sure who you're talking about, bud.
1: Uh, Shertsenegov. You have Huberto. You have Lindholm. <laughs> go you first. have Backlin, Mangiapane, um, Dubé, and not to mention you could have a good goalie in Markstrom. But for some reason, this team just can't get it together. Did you I mean Grasmannovitch? Sure, yep. <laughs> Jaeger, sure, no, yeah. You have Mackenzie Wieger, who they just brought in. Like, there's uh, Noah Hanfin. Like, this team has all the names. For some reason, they just can't get it together, and I think that they sneak into the playoffs this year, but this Calgary team is not what they were – not what they should be, and I, and I don't think they put it together. Ed, come on. I need you to get it together, bud. Okay. No, well,
0: I'm laughing for a completely different reason because you brought up Sharon Govich. By the way, he – 16 goals and 40 assists and 54 games his rookie year. 24 goals, 22 assists for 46 points in, two years ago. And last year, 13 goals and 17 assists and 30 points in 75 games. This isn't exactly a big pickup. He had less than 15 minutes of ice time per game last year.
1: No, he's the same thing as as Yamamoto. He's somebody that they have expected more out of, and okay, stop. like, oh, this is good." You said Yamamoto.
0: Like he's Asian. Say it like he's Canadian.
1: Yamamoto. Yamamoto.
0: Yamamoto. Good God. I I love the way you pronounce NHL names. No, Calgary is overrated. The Kings are overrated. Seattle's going to be that third team. And then I I don't know if there's anybody else that's going to sniff the playoffs out of that Pacific division.
1: The East is going to be a hell of a lot harder because the East is more talented. When it comes to L.A., I mean, you're looking at Guys like PLD, who you don't really like, talk to me a little bit about PLD. He's on his what, his third team?
2: I don't know. I don't like him
0: because I feel like the media doesn't like him. And I don't know enough, and I haven't followed him enough to really have a a very informed opinion on him. But there are a lot of players that had really good careers from bouncing around a little bit early. Ryan O'Reilly is one. You know, uh, Phil Kessel is another. And if you want to draw comparisons, him to Phil Kessel is probably the same, except Phil Kessel could, you know, put the puck in the net. But you look the way Kessel was dealt with in Boston, the way he was dealt with in Toronto, and then Pittsburgh. You know, he goes down to Arizona. And Kessel doesn't even have a team right now.
1: And I mean, that's, have,
0: that's terrible. But that's neither here nor there.
1: Four big names between their top three lines in Fiala. PLD Kopitar and Kempe, and then on defense, I can, I mean, do Drew Daltry. Um, I mean, D- they 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 did bring in Ken Talbot. That was their biggest question He's last coming, year. No. He's
2: coming home. He's <laughs> coming.
1: Dowdy, true Dowdy. Dowdy, true Dowdy. Um, you also, I mean, you have Kobay and Talbot in goal, so. If their goalies get it together, I can kind of see it. I think they're going to be in the – I mean, I, I have them in as well. But uh, I agree with you. I think this team's a little overrated from from where most people have.
2: Okay. You're wrong.
0: I, I, no, I mean, you're right. The Kings are overrated. Anyway, let's talk about our award winners, shall we? And everybody's favorite award, you know, I I want to go back. I want to take you back to a time, 1997, Dan. How old were you in 1997?
1: Six. You were like 40. Okay. In
0: 1997, the MLB came out with – Major League Baseball came out with a marketing campaign. And it featured Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox, who were both pitching in Atlanta at the time, where they were trying to muscle up and hit the home run because as good as they were – Chicks dig the long ball, and everybody loves a good hockey fight, and everybody loves a good hard hit, and blocking shots makes you a man, but chicks dig guys that can score the puck. So everybody's favorite award is the Rocket Richard Award, because that's the guy that does the thing that hockey players love to do, and that's score. My three finalists are McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Matthews. And I think McDavid and Dreisaitl, or goes without saying, they are the two best-scoring teammates arguably ever. But my winner is Austin Matthews. Matthews, I believe, won it last year. Scored something ridiculous like 64 goals. Um, so, yeah, Austin Matthews will win this award. You have Connor McDavid. I don't think you really need to explain because it's going to be one of those guys. Yeah, Do you mean, I'm i I'm not going to, to that?
1: I'm not gonna explain. I mean, it's McDavid. Uh, totally I, I stand
0: corrected. Uh, Matthews had 40 and 45 through 74 games last year. So he didn't even yeah. break 50, but this will be a bounce back year for him.
1: Um, I mean, listen, I think it's clear that it's probably going to be between McDavid and Matthews. Um, I feel like you maybe picked a little bit Different just simply because for that purpose. So I don't fault you for that. Um, Moving on to the heart. I never pick the
0: guy that wins the rocket to win the heart. So I got Nathan McKinnon here because the reason Dallas is going to be near the top of the West and may even win the West. I'm sorry, Colorado. The reason Colorado is going to win the West. Is because of Nate McKinnon. And the reason Colorado is gonna to go to the Stanley Cup Finals is because of Nate McKinnon. And Nate McKinnon will win your heart trophy. And Shisterkin is gonna be there because of the year he is going to put up. And Austin Matthews is gonna be there because he's gonna score sixty. But yeah, it Nathan McKinnon is gonna win. Nathan McKinnon is gonna win.
1: I actually just changed my heart award winner to Timo Minor.
0: Meyer Timo Meyer there's no n it's an i Timo Meyer why um why did you pick Timo Meyer
1: well it's going to kind of come to I guess we'll just skip a few awards here I have the devils winning the president's trophy I think they are your number one seed and your highest points team so I feel like if that's going to happen you're going to have another guy win the award there uh, and that makes sense to me. I think he sh- he he thrived last year once that trade happened, um, and, and I think he surprises you specifically because I knew you are not high on this Devils team, not as high as I am based off conversations we've had. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. You say he thrived after joining the Devils.
0: I did. Nine goals, five assists, fourteen points in twenty-one games. Yep. Two-thirds of a point a game. When he was with San Jose, a team that was in the very bottom of the West, 31 goals, 21 points, or 31 goals, 21 assists, 52 points in 57 games. He was almost a point per game player the year before that with San Jose, who was also once again a bottom feeding team, 76 points in 77 games. Overall, last year through 79 games, he had 66 points, and you're thinking somebody is going to go from that. To be an MVP caliber player. I do. Who averaged less than 18 minutes, or round about 18 minutes a game last year. 18 I and a
1: half. I mean, he has to, if this New Jersey team does as good as I think they're going to, he mm-hmm. has to play better.
0: In 472 games, he has 330 points and is averaged right at 17 minutes a game.
1: Listen, it's not called a bold call for nothing.
0: There's bold and then there's stupidity, and that's stupidity.
1: Okay, I originally had Matthews in there. I want it to be different. And uh, we already kind
0: of talked about the Vesna, which Dan does not know how to pronounce or spell. I said Vesna. <laughs> Look at how Vezina. you have it spelled. I definitely uh, can't spell it. You that's have Ottinger winning your Vesna. I have Shusterkin, you... who is going to be the reason that the. Yeah, you have me so thrown. B E N Z A is how he has. Wow, that's how he. Okay. Um. Anyway, I have
1: spelled wrong.
0: I have. I didn't change it. I have Justerkin as my Vesna Trophy winner this year. Um. Through 58 games last year, he was 37 and 13 and 8 with a 2.48 goals against average and a 916 save percentage with three shutouts. Outside of the what they did in Boston, he probably should have won it or been at least very real into that conversation. So I have him repeating this year. I also have Sororkin and Soros. I like the alliteration there. Um Soros is gonna have to be the guy that wins a lot of the games for Nashville, and I just like Sororkin as, as as a talent. So <clears throat>
2: I don't know. I mean Why there's did- nothing
1: Go on. Too shocking there. There's nothing too shocking there.
2: I believe that
0: if the Islanders are going to be anywhere close to the playoffs, and they, they should be, it's going to be because of Ilya Sorokin. Anyway, let's talk about the rookie of the year. You
1: could have you could have argued that Sistorkin if it wasn't for a career Hold year. Hold on, for,
0: stop, stop. Which one did you met? Because you've smashed two t- two names together. Sestorkin. Sororkin or Shistorkin? Saworkin. So okay, Saworkin. Why? Wow. Go ahead.
1: You could argue that he he should have won it last year if it wasn't for a career year from Omark
0: Uh, yeah, that's entirely true. Like I said, outside of if you take Boston's ridiculousness out of the equation, a lot of guys got robbed because of what Boston did. Uh, sure. rookie rookie of the year, it has already been awarded to Connor Bedard. He is the only guy that is getting highlights of him not scoring on ESPN. I'm going to give you my second hot take. Connor Bernard finishes third in rookie of the year voting.
1: That's fair. If you said second,
0: I'd agree with you. Luke Hughes and or Logan Cooley will be the rookie of the year this year.
1: That, the hottest take of that is is the fact that you don't have Logan Cooley as the rookie of the year. Because if I'm picking anybody besides Bedard, it's gonna be Logan. It's gonna come
0: from a bad team. Except unless it's Luke Hughes.
1: It's the either only Luke other Hughes or on, a
0: bad team.
1: There's a there's a fourth guy that has a legitimate shot, and that's Shane Wright.
0: I'll agree with you on there, too. But it's gonna be I it's gonna be Luke Hughes because of where he plays and the success that team's gonna have. Or it's gonna be Bedard or Cooley because
2: they're gonna be the best of a bad situation. Care to elaborate anymore, or are we just gonna let that hang?
1: Well, nothing else to add.
2: Okay, all
0: right. You have Eric Carlson, the reigning Norris trophy winner, Eric
1: Carlson. Well, I actually have Carlow Song. That's
0: you you have so. Eric Carlson, the rate I was gonna just gloss over that because you're drunk you have eric carlson as your norris trophy winner who's with his new team the pittsburgh penguins correct
1: talk to me why i think you step your game up when you play with guys like sid and i think uh he still feels like he has something to prove i don't feel like pittsburgh was where he wanted to go it was where he was forced to go and um he wants to i feel like he has a chip on his shoulder
0: be in the conversation. Adam Fox is the best defenseman in the NHL, and he'll be in the conversation because of that. But Miro Heiskanen will set all kinds of Western Conference records for scoring for defensemen.
1: I hope you're right because I have him in about three fantasy leagues right now.
0: Miro Heiskanen really will.
2: Right.
0: Miro Heiskanen will win the Norris Trophy, and he will be the reason that Dallas will win the President's Trophy. Followed by Carolina and Toronto. You have the Devils. I think you're just high on the Devils, and I'd I'd really love to hear you defend why the Devils are the best team in the NHL.
1: Uh, they have arguably the best top two lines in the league. Uh, it's very arguable.
0: Line. Yeah, I'll argue that till the cows come home. But all right, continue.
1: Okay. Okay. Who's your Who's your t- Who's your number one line in the league? <laughs> are
2: you serious? It's whatever line Connor McDavid plays on.
1: If you put him and Dreisaitl
0: on the same line, that's the best line in hockey.
1: They're not. They haven't played on the same line in years. Fine. Then I'll take whatever top two lines are in Toronto. I mean, With John Tavares
0: and and Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Yeah, I'll take those lines all day.
1: Jesper Brett, Jack Hughes, Tyler Tyler to Toffoli. There you go. Timo, Nico, and Alexander Holtz. Uh, in goal, you have Vita Vancek, which was where they were weak last year. Vitek
0: Vancek,
1: all right. You have you actually have a defenseman that n- neither of us have in the Norris Trophy argument, and could very well be there in Dougie Hamilton. Ah, eh, okay. Um, I mean this team's really good. This team, I mean, Palat is on their third line now. Listen, this team is deep. And you know what? Maybe I am drinking a little bit of the red Kool-Aid when it comes to the Devils, but I'm going to stand by it because that is who I have to win my president's trophy. Um, and I have them winning the cup in the East so most well, of the time. Since you brought
0: uh, – I got a hot take right here for you. Since you brought up red Kool-Aid, fourth best Kool-Aid color.
1: What? Cherry is number
0: one. Cherry is number four in a distant four. Okay, who's your top three? Uh, uh, well, for one, the unequivocal greatest kool-aid flavor is obviously grape, and anybody that says different doesn't have taste buds, okay um,
1: cherry's number one, but and then you have
2: two. then you have blue,
1: and then you have orange blues number th- blues number three, and orange is number four. It's not even
2: close. no, no, cherry is four mm. beside
0: the
1: point. You have absolutely the double st- not because you take in that cherry from whoever has it is the greatest time of your life. So anything that has cherry in it is 100 percent number one. Whether You know, it's we a- we have recorded three shows a- tonight.
0: This is the third show and we are almost done with it. And you almost made it through all three shows without saying something perverted and stupid. Well, I shouldn't say stupid. You have been very stupid tonight, but without saying something perverted. We almost made it through three hours of podcasting without you doing that. Both depresses me and, and just astounds me. Anyway, you just gave away your East and your Cup pick. Who do you have winning the West?
1: Uh, Unfortunately, Dallas.
0: You have Dallas winning the West. Okay. I have Colorado.
1: i take Colorado's fighting for that third seed.
0: I have Colorado because Landis I think, is going to try to come back. And I think it's going to be the emotional lift that they get. From him coming back, that'll push them over the edge.
1: (laughs) I don't know if Landis Scott comes back this year.
0: Now, I have said a lot of outlandish things in our time here doing this show. We are now at show, I don't know, 60 or something. And I have said some stuff that's borderline stupid, some stuff that's outlandish, and some stuff that even shocked me when it came out of my mouth. And I sat back and I've I've been thinking about this for a long, long time who is going to win the Stanley cup and the winner of the Stanley cup is going to come out of the Eastern conference. And I got, and I really, really, really put a lot of thought into this. And I started thinking, well, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And the more I thought about it, the more I came to the conclusion, it there's one team. And this team is be, This team gets picked by way too many people all the time to be a favorite. And they never get out of the first round. Well, they got out of the first round last year, so, ladies and gentlemen, you can mark it. The end of the Canadian drought is here. The end of the Maple Leaf drought is here. Not only, and I this goes against everything that we just recorded for the baseball preview. Toronto, city of champions. Blue Jays will win the World Series. Maple Leafs will win the Cup. Raptors are going to win the NBA title.
2: Buffalo, which is basically Toronto, Super Bowl champions.
1: I don't have nothing to add. I mean, I I have Toronto as my my two seed in their division. They probably get bounced in the first round because, well, Toronto hockey sucks. And I, I goalies... figured you would give
0: me more pushback on the other three things, but all right, I guess they're as plausible as anything else. So that is going to bring us to the end of our NHL 2324 preview show. Now, we're going to keep these things up the entire time, and I'm going to lock this sheet so Dan can't edit it. And we're going to see where we come out in June or July or whenever the season ends so we can figure out who's right, who's wrong, and see if Dan has gotten any better at pronouncing some of these names. So there you have it. One of
1: the answers we already know is no.
0: Well, Silver Dan may be able to pronounce things better than Drunk Dan. Anyway, so there you have it. New Jersey or Toronto are going to be your Stanley Cup favorites. If you have any other feedback to give us on this, please let us know. We're more than happy to ignore all of your fan interaction and just appreciate you all for calling us idiots, and thank you all for listening. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us the end of the show. And as always, we'd like to going
1: off the rails,
0: way off the rails. I screwed up this so many times, but it's one o'clock in the morning and I just don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team is not
2: doing so hot, it can always be the players to be named later. Who can make it better? See ya.